This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Washington Commanders suffer an embarrassing loss on national television to the Chicago Bears, previously winless 40 to 20. Here's your instant reaction. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Instant Reaction. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner. We are on the Believe Network, and I cannot believe what we just watched, Stoner. It's an embarrassment. You said it in the in the opening. It's an absolute embarrassment that the Washington Commanders put on in front of their home fans, in front of a national audience. Absolute embarrassment. We walked into this game you said more confident than we were against the Arizona Cardinals, which we were really confident in that our uh, viewers, our listeners were confident as well. Stoner 96% picking Washington to win this one. Most of the pundits, the even Vegas had Washington as six point favorites. How did this get turned upside down so bad? I I don't know. You're asking me to answer an impossible question. I mean, the Bears coming in, they're all those people who were picking Washington to win the 90 96% on our poll. The like you said, Vegas had us as a favorite. Everybody out there had Washington winning because the Bears are not a good football team. They're 0 and 4. They had lost 14 in a row in all 14 of those games. They gave up at least 25 points. They had all kinds of injuries of guys who weren't playing. They were playing rookie safeties, rookie corners, not first-round draft pick rookies. We're talking about uh, rookies who were drafted late in the rounds. Their center went down early in the game. They were on their fourth-string running back for most of the second half. Their coach, the whole thing was their coach was going to get fired after this game when they lose, not if they lose, but when they lose their defensive coordinator quit, their second best receiver is not even allowed to be around the team. And they came into Washington on national television and in front of our fans and slapped us around for four quarters. And it was an absolute embarrassment. The defense was vaunted, right, by the end of last season. This season, right, so far, they've been a little slow. We've talked about that, that Jack Del Rio and his defenses start slow. But even then, five games in, giving up 40 points to the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. Justin Fields didn't even have to use his legs to beat you. Yeah. How bad was this Jack Del Rio defense today? And and I don't want to put a whole lot of – emphasis on Jack Del Rio per se, but the players who were out there were just not good. The defensive backs, I mean, Kendall Fuller was the first quarter of the season uh, all pro corner. PFF all. Yeah, Yeah, PFF. And he was absolutely torched all game long. And Emmanuel Forbes 
was benched. Some guy was arguing with me on Twitter about whether he was benched or as part of the rotation. Emmanuel Forbes was benched a week after getting completely torched. The linebackers can't make plays. For most of the game, the defensive tackles weren't getting any pressure in the ends. I meant the defensive line wouldn't get any pressure. You can't give up 40 points to Justin Fields throwing the ball. I mean, he had decent numbers on the ground. He had 57 yards, but that's an average game for Justin Fields. He was he had four touchdowns and no picks and 280 yards. You can't give up 40 points to Justin Fields throwing the ball. Nobody in the league, I don't care if you're supposed to be a good defense or you're a not good defense, you don't give up 40 to the Bears. You're not wrong there. Now, on the flip side of the things, Eric Bieniemy and his offense only getting 20 against, yeah. as you mentioned, the Chicago Bears defense in this 14-game losing streak had given up 24 points a game. EB, the Sam Howell, this offense can't, you know, can only put up 20. What's going on here? Sam Howell, not the guy anymore? Is Eric Bieniemy not, you know, what what's going on that this was again against such you know second and third stringers for the Bears defense that yeah. twenty points is the most you can muster. I mean, Greg Stroman looked like an All Pro out there. Greg Stroman of all people had a pick, had a sack. He was everywhere. Greg Stroman, do you hear what I'm saying? We all know him in Washington. He spent a little bit of time here. He's not good, and yet he looked like he's going to the Pro Bowl this year based on what he did against Washington. Offensively, you can look at some of Sam Howell's numbers. I mean, he had almost 400 yards passing. But they ran the ball six times the entire game, Nathan. Six rushes for 10 yards for Brian Robinson. That's it. They didn't run the ball one time in the second half. And that's kind of understandable because they were down 27-3. to three. What was the score at halftime? Is that right? 27 to three at halftime. So that's understandable that you're going to throw the ball a lot, but they didn't run the ball. Not one time in the second half. And I, we can't say about Sam Howell. We still don't know yet. He still shows so many good things that make it look like he is the guy, but the one thing that's going to derail him is his inability to, not take sacks, his inability to understand the pocket and to read the defenses that are coming at him. I mean, he had another five sacks. Mm -hmm. Chicago came in with two sacks. Yeah, three of those years. coming, I think, pretty late there in the fourth quarter, but the yeah. point still stands that point five sacks on the uh, in, in the game is, is... I don't know, Nathan. I don't know if Sam Howell for sure. I mean, this is... It's a bad game. It's a good game. It's a bad game. It's a good game. But you've got offensive line issues. When he's getting pressure on the from guys on the offensive line, he doesn't feel, he doesn't have a good feel for the pocket yet. And maybe that takes time, although he's been a quarterback a long time. He doesn't have a good feel. He doesn't know when to step forward, when to go out. He always seems to go the wrong way, mm -hmm. right into the defenders. And that's a feel thing. That's something you really can't teach. I mean, Tom Brady had the best pocket presence that you've ever seen he just knew those little movements the drew breezes of the world like that he doesn't have that 
And I don't know if he can have it. And that's going to doom him if he doesn't figure that part out. Yeah. He's definitely made many a good big time throw sure NFL caliber throws. So th- yeah. there is certainly the talent that's there. Uh, and yes. I still think Eric Benamy can, you know, coach an offense. I think that this, this loss here is just baffling though. I mean, who do you even begin to put this on the defense giving up 40 points, the offense only yeah. scoring 20 <clears throat> Ron Rivera for not having his team ready after a, a short break, the Bears had the same amount of time. Stoner in there traveling. Yeah. And the, was this the Dick Butkus effect? Is that what wait. happened here? They were playing for for a guy, a legend for their team that had just passed away, you know, an hour before the game? Yeah. I don't know how that, that would work. I mean, you think DJ Moore has even heard of Dick Butkus? And I'm being serious. I'm not trying to be condescending towards Dick Butkus, but... DJ Moore has probably never heard of Dick Butkus. Now he's only been here for never, but yeah, he's, he's been in Chicago for a couple months, but he doesn't. So he's, it's not like DJ Moore has extra incentive to play for Dick Butkus because you know, he's probably never met the guy. So I don't think that could be it. And I know a lot of people will want to put it on that. It's this game was lost. I really think this game was lost in the first quarter on Washington's first series on third and one third and inches. And against this defense, they couldn't get inches. They went backwards on a handoff to Brian Robinson on their very first drive. And I think that's, that lost the game right there. How many, how many tush pushes did the bears have on third and inches or fourth and inches that were successful and Washington couldn't do it. And it was just, it was all downhill from there. And it just snowballed and it just got worse and worse and worse. And it was, again, I'm going to keep using this word until somebody tells me to stop. It was an embarrassment. Yeah, it it really, really was. This was a game I wanted Washington to win in this kind of fashion themselves Mm -hmm. to show people that they are a dominant team and they can bounce back. They just had a, what you called a moral victory. Mm-hmm. against the Philadelphia Eagles. And now yeah. to come up this short, not like we're not talking like a, a you know, one yard short of the, the, the line to gain here. We're talking, this is backwards movement. And that's why I told you after the Philadelphia game that I don't consider it a moral victory that, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel a little bit better, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm on delayed reaction until we beat the bears now we don't beat the Bears, and that Philadelphia loss is just that. It's a loss. There's no moral victory there anymore. Well, no, it's there's not anymore. Away. No, it's wiped right. away. Whatever good, away. whatever good you had from barely losing to Philadelphia is completely right. wiped out by a 20 point loss to the previously winless Bears. They mm-hmm. they were hapless. These were Cubs. These were little baby Bears. These were the Berenstein Bears. Stoner. Mm-hmm. 347 days since they won, Nathan. And Washington spotted them 27 points in the first half. Mm -hmm. They had a touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, and five drives in the first half. Washington's offense, two, three and outs to to, to start this game, only mustering three points in the first half. Mm -hmm. They start to try to make it respectable. We think that maybe... 
only down 10 points with 10 minutes to go. Washington might be able to do something. And then the Bears score an inexcusable touchdown on third right. down. Inexcusable. Yeah. And that just really puts the game away for Washington, and they don't do anything else the rest of this game. Who do you put this on, Ron? Or who do you put this on, Stoner? Because <laughs> I'm I, I'm gonna I'm spelling it out for you right yeah. now. It's got to be Ron Rivera, right? It's a Freudian slip there that you had, Nathan. That absolutely <laughs> is that you put all of it on Ron because there were so many deficiencies throughout the game. It was bad on. It seems like your game plan, both offensively and defensively, uh, it was bad execution by your defensive line bad execution by your defensive backs who were just the worst today bad execution by your linebackers bad execution by your offensive line bad execution on your run game it's just everywhere and that has to go to your head coach now i'm not advocating that you have to fire ron rivera today because there's there's nobody i agree there's nobody that's going to come in and turn this around that's not going to happen but somebody's got to be held accountable for a performance like this. Somebody has to be. And I would not be surprised if somebody does lose their job. And if you're asking me, I think it's probably time that Jack Del Rio goes. And I've kind of been a supporter of him a little bit, or I haven't been an anti-Jack Del Rio guy. But this is three straight games of at least 30 points. And 40 to the Bears again, yeah. and Justin Fields throwing the ball. That's the problem. If Justin yeah. Fields had 160 yards running, then you can say you got beat by a superior athlete. But throwing the ball, four touchdowns, Justin Fields, yeah. somebody's got to be held accountable. It's rough. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, no, Jack Del Rio definitely going to be under a lot of fire for all the reasons you mentioned there. Um, a lot of people trying to give him time because the defense or defense tends to start off slow, but there's no mm -hmm. excuse for it. Yeah. And we'll be interesting to see what happens as far as that going forward. But Washington is only two and three stoner. Mm -hmm. That's three losses in a row. Yeah. Two of those really bad losses, though. Right. The Bills Bills loss was bad. The Bears loss is bad. And right. Philadelphia loss is what it is. Where does Washington go? They have Atlanta. They have Giants. These are winnable games. Normally yeah. you get, you know, Ron Rivera teams get these kind of pushes in the middle of this. So it's not like it's over. And we definitely right. feel a lot more despondent at two and three than we probably should. But when our team just lost 40 to 20 to the Bears. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's so what, what, where do we go from here? It's two, again, two and three. Stoner, where do we go from here? You do have some winnable games coming up. Now, when you say, well, why would you think Washington can win the games? I understand that they're not going to go into these games as favorites, or you're not going to go into it and say, well, yeah, they're going to win. They're better than this team. But they're games against teams that you can beat, yeah. which is Atlanta and the Giants. Then you got Philly again, but then you got the Patriots who aren't very good. Then you got Seattle who's pretty good. Then you got um, the Giants again. So you have some winnable games in there, and hopefully you can start fixing some things and win some games. And then 
head into the Thanksgiving area around 500 and maybe make a push at the end. So they're, you know, the season is not over at two and three. It's definitely not over, but there's so much that needs to be fixed. And it, and it starts defensively. They were 29th in the league in points per game given up. They're probably going to be 32nd after this week because yeah. it just went up. To, big they gave up 40. Yeah, they were averaging time. giving up 30, and they just gave up 40. So it's going up. And that's crazy to think with all that money and all that draft capital on that defense to have them go out there. And look, we killed Emmanuel Forbes last week for his bad game against A.J. Brown. And people got really mad saying, oh, he's a rookie and he's going to learn. He's going to have bad games. True. But now he's costing this team games Mm. because of his inability to have good play on the field. And he got benched tonight. He got benched for Danny Johnson. So I don't know where this defense goes, but it's a bad defense right now. And it's shocking to say that against – uh, a team like Chicago, just bad. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just Chicago, Philadelphia. They gave up points to Denver. They gave up points to, you know, Baltimore. Yeah, not Baltimore. Sorry, Buffalo. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a late one here. Washington losing in embarrassing fashion, forty to twenty on Thursday Night Football. National crowd. Nobody's going to believe in Washington going forward what no. will it take for people to believe in this team you gotta beat you gotta you lost to a bad team you're gonna have to beat a good team you're gonna have to beat a seattle or a philly or a dallas you still gotta play the 49ers you gotta you're gonna have to beat a team like that and not just get by on think about their two wins are Arizona and Denver, two of the worst teams in the league. And think about their losses before this was against two good teams. Mm -hmm. But now you've got a bad loss on your record. So you have to make up for it by getting a good win against somebody. And I don't know who that's going to be. They will be the team they're not supposed to. They always do. They're going to figure, I don't know who it's going to be, but then they could go into next week and they could lose to Atlanta. And you know, a team that they should beat, that they they they're more talented than. I don't know if I can say any game is they should beat after should this be. beat beat down by the Bears. Be. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and and one other thing that I I don't want to let off the hook, the offensive line was bad. The offensive line was bad, and it, and it's not just as simple as saying five sacks, but they gave up 178 yards rushing. Uh. uh Sorry, they only got 10 yards rushing is what I meant to say. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the wrong one. And because they couldn't sustain a rushing attack. And so I think in the second half, yes, you're down 24 points, but sometimes you got to run the ball and they never yeah. even attempted one time. And this offensive line, Sam Howell was under pressure quite a bit. Some of the sacks are on Sam Howell. I get it. There's no holes for the running backs. It's the offensive line was really, really bad again. I mean, was there anybody good? Was Did anybody have a good game? Logan Thomas. No, probably, he had it? a fumble. Don't no, even try true. giving me. You're that right. was a crushing, crushing fumble mm-hmm. that he had. They had all the momentum. 
they just scored a touchdown. They yeah. got the three and out. Then they're moving the ball again, and then he fumbles. That was a crushing fumble. And Sam Howell, 388 yards passing and two touchdowns. A crushing interception at the end of the first half that allowed them to get another seven points when it was only 20 to three. Nobody, nobody had a good game. Yeah. And if you can pick uh, one out. Yeah. It's hard to have a good game when you lose by 20 points to a previously winless team here. It is awful, but we are going to break this one down even more tomorrow for the day after reckoning. We're going to take a little bit of deep dive, sleep on it, see what we think. And then on Saturday, you can expect a uh, little film session. We'll see what we want to break down as far as that's concerned. Not a good game to kind of look at. Washington has Atlanta on the horizon. little mini break for them to kind of really come together and see how they can right the ship. We'll see how that goes. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner here on Ref the District on Believe Network. And until next time. It was f***ing embarrassing. Be a fan. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.